I don't know if I can do that. Ooh, <laughs> I yeah. like that. Let's go right into it. Division One Rejects, welcome back. We've got two great guests for you today. First, we'll be joined by University of Ohio quarterback C.J. Harris, who we all played against in high school. So mm-hmm. I love that conversation with C.J. I was really excited about that. And later, we will be talk- We will be joined by, excuse me, DeMarcus Governor, a defensive back heading to Northern Iowa from Central Michigan University. And so, from Florida. He's kind of been around the country. And from Florida. Yeah. He, seriously, dude. He's Coming from move. Florida to CMU. Now he's, he's going to transfer to USC for his last year. <laughs> <laughs> But we've got a lot of uh, Mac coverage in today, so a lot of uh, talk about the Mid-American Conference. But after we talk to CJ here in a couple minutes, we will go over an overview of the NFL Super Wildcard Weekend, where we got our fair share of some solid NFL football before heading into this divisional round. And, you know, really, we don't get much more football, so we have to appreciate what we get here this next couple weeks now with the college football season over. And that brings me to the recap of the College Football National Championship, Alabama with a huge win over Ohio State, kind of what we were expecting, I would assume, right? I mean, we we were we were kind of predict. Well, you weren't here. Hunter said that the Clemson Ohio State game was going to be a turnoff by halftime Cle- for Clemson in favor of Clemson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was expecting too. Not Old takes lie. exposed. <laughs> but um, you know that'll be after we talk to Demarcus later on. But you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast with a video version available on YouTube. The last video version of the podcast will be later this week. So. Um, Take advantage of it while you can. When I get up back up to school, it's going to be audio only. But what I wanted to do is a little bit of a new segment here, Tweet of the Week. We're all going to find a tweet that has some type of relevance or usually humor to go with our topics um, for the first episode of each week. So uh, who would like to uh, to start us off here? Blaze, oh, you want to give it a go? starting right now? Okay. Yeah. Blaze, you want to give yeah, it a go? I'll go. I'll go. Please do. And I'll, and then you'll just send me the picture of the tweet. I'll throw it up there in right. the video version of the podcast on YouTube. All right. Uh, so this tweet, it kind of just made me think a little bit. Okay. Uh, it's from Lee Taylor. Uh, he said, things I noticed about Bama tonight. One, no white shirts hanging out under jerseys. Yeah. Two, receivers and running backs always find an official to give the ball to. Three, no palms up when they don't when the play doesn't go their way. Yep. And four, no talking after making the catch, long runner, good defensive play. And then hashtag culture, hashtag class. I like that just that. made me think because I didn't like you don't really notice that during the game, right? Well, so those aren't typically things you watch for. That's like a coach, like right. coach, like a high school coach is gonna look at that and then show his team later. And be like, you want to be like Alabama, right? Do this, yeah. But, but he's got a point. After I read that, I was like, you know, I think back and I'm like, you know, right? He's right. That like oh, yeah. all that stuff is true, and that just made me think about how good of a coach uh, Coach Saban is and stuff like that, and how he gets them prepared to play every week. He does. And did you see that uh, Bill O'Brien is now the target for the new OC spot? He really? signed. Signed. Yeah, he got it. As of when? Yesterday I saw it. No. Talking about that Alabama? Look it up. Alabama, yeah. Wow. No, yeah. I don't know. I was just watching on Sports Center earlier no, today. They said it's pretty much him. Well, he hasn't actually signed well, yet. Well, he's about to or something. Okay, so he has not actually signed. I was going to say, I, I think I would have seen that. But, um, yeah, Bill O'Brien is like the target now before as a Sark. Right. Everyone's Sarkeesian. It's not that long of a name. Sark. I think it's funny, though. Um, I had one from my guy, World of Isaac, who is like, Big time Detroit sports personality on Twitter. And he tweeted out, big Michigan State fan too. But he was not in favor of Michigan State with this one. He said, (laughs) I watched Michigan State play football this year, and these two teams are playing an entirely different sport. (laughs) I saw that tweet too, actually. Did you? I was a little confused. Were you? I I understood it. Yeah. I just, the the level, the discrepancy of the level of play between those two teams, especially when Michigan State tried to figure out, you know, who their quarterback was with Rocky and then Thorne came in. But I thought that was funny because he's the most like self-aware Detroit sports fan and like Michigan state and all that. Like, 
don't know. I, I love it. So I thought that was a great. Drew, got it. Something. Uh, yeah, I have so many things, but I'm just going to go with <laughs> I have one. so many. <laughs> um, just based off, you know, we, we have our old friend, friend of the show, not really, Eric Ebron. Um, uh, more obviously, like, more like enemy of the show. Yeah, and enemy of enemy World of Isaac. Enemy, <laughs> yes. enemy of Detroit. Yeah, yeah. World well, of Isaac hates him too. He was added again on November 29th, twenty twenty, um, when LeBron said eight and three, keep going. Hashtag Browns, and he said, "Where are they going, bro? They're going to the divisional round. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to That's Cabo where going. or <laughs> wherever you want to go, Tahiti, as you Probably are going to not the jugs machine." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Should be going to the jugs machine. He won't be going there, That's I assume, good. though. That's good. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Eric Ebron. Talk about old takes exposed. Yeah, that was actually freezing cold takes. Freezing yeah, cold. there you go. And Jarvis Landry actually tweeted at him and said, we're about to see when he, you know, Man. he said. So, wow. Yep. Or how about, um, you know, before we get into this conversation with CJ, how about uh, Chase Claypool? Like I said, there was many things I could have gone with. Chase yeah. Claypool, bad loss, but the Browns are going to get clapped next week. So, where all they, good. Where, where, and, uh... Uh, Adrian Claiborne goes, just go on vacation already, young fella. <laughs> so I love you know. it. I love it. So I'm excited to, to do that every week. I think it just adds Last a little one, bit. Last one, though. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I, this is a big week for us. Yeah. Um, the guy, I've sent you and Hunter this before. Yes. Um, what is the account name? I forget. His name Sir Yacht, I think. Sir Yacht He's a big Browns fan. Wow. He does it. I follow that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. But a year just ago today. rage mode in his car. Yeah, a yeah. year ago today, the Browns hired Stefanski, and he lost his mind, saying it was the same old Browns pretty much, like, Way to go. We're going to be next year. We're going to be looking for another head coach, blah, blah, blah. And today he goes, I should never judge another thing that Kevin Spansky does. <laughs> he goes, I feel like I should send him a gift fast. Hey, and now he gets to coach in the yeah. divisional round, which yep. is so awesome for him to bring this team on this journey. But um, looking forward to that. Like I said, every week now, tweet of the week. Look out or for that. Or the Darth Vader. Um, um, Pittsburgh Steelers helmet. <laughs> Finally, put came loaded to rest. today. Yeah. It was crazy. I'm going loaded. through my likes. Tweet of the week. That's awesome. Tweets. 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 I love it. Um, but let's get right into this conversation with quarterback from the University of Ohio, CJ Harris. Our first guest on today's episode is a dual threat quarterback at the University of Ohio, a guy that we all had the chance to compete against at the high school level while he was at Powerhouse West Bloomfield High School. It's CJ Harris. What's going on, CJ? How are you? What's up? What's up, man? How's it going? Awesome, man. Doing awesome. Blaze, Drew, I'm sure that between the three of us, we're all pretty excited to get oh, CJ on sure. here. Yeah. Yep. How you some, doing? Some battles against this guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I want to talk about you at uh, Ohio here. You guys only got three games in this year. So kind of like a yep. build up for this season that really just didn't really amount to too much for you guys. But I will say, started off with a three-point loss, Central Michigan. Then you go and win at home mm-hmm. against Akron and Bowling Green. The next two against Penn State and Buffalo get canceled. I'm assuming that was because of COVID. Why couldn't you guys get those games in? Uh, yeah, we just had some issues with COVID, and uh, had some, we also had some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, just, you know, with also going on with COVID, you know, we just didn't have the players to really play any these games. So it just yeah, COVID really kind of messed us up there. We didn't give us a chance to really become you know a full team. Yeah, what was the uh, what was the testing protocol like for you guys? I know for for us at Northern, it was like. I think 30% of our team got, like, a surveillance test every week. Um, now we'll kind of change okay. as far as, like, what the mandates are from Whitmer here in the next couple of weeks. But what were, the, what were the protocols like for you guys in, in that season? Yeah, compared to, compared to you all, was way heavier. Uh, we probably get tested for COVID at least four times a week. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I think four times a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and that's the uh, – was that, like, the, the nasal swab, like, every time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the nose oh. swab every time. So you, you just like get used to it at some point, or what? Oh, sorry, you get used yeah. to it at some point. Like, 
yeah, after like the second week, it was just like, all right, well, I know I got to go get COVID tested. So. Jesus, dude. That so was like, we only had a percentage of our team that would get tested. And then like, I remember when the names would come out, that would be like, yeah, oh, like that. yeah, yeah, I got it. Oh, I got to get picked. tested. Yeah, boys, I got picked this week. Oh, that's hilarious. yeah. I had to get tested, and the first time I got it, that thing went up my nose, and I was like about ready to cry. She, she touched something. <laughs> Some up big there. boy tears. Coming yeah, out. that's awesome. But uh, you know, when it was announced that that Buffalo game was canceled, that was the second one that was canceled. Uh, Jarrett Patterson, who you're familiar with, like we said, tweeted out, "Y'all got lucky." I mean, he was putting up video game numbers. But what was it like? to see a guy in your conference put up the numbers like that. And even, you know, he got some Heisman attention. Yeah, uh, it was huge. Uh, it's huge for the conference, you know, because uh, the MAC, you know, we're we're Division One school, but we're still mid-major. Some, you know, so we're not getting a whole bunch of, uh, you know, attention as, you know, some of the bigger schools like, you know, Ohio State and Alabama, stuff like yeah. that. But for a guy like Jared to go out there and, you know, put up those stats, put up those numbers and, you know, really just – show that like there's good players here in the Mac and that people need to pay attention it was cool it was cool to see that was awesome I think it was like eight touchdowns in a game was that the yeah. record yeah, yeah. He, put, yeah he put eight touchdowns against Ken oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> at some point hey we might have saw something similar similar from uh, Devontae Smith if he doesn't uh, hurt his hand there the other night what do you think yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> unstoppable dude nobody stopping. and I'm, I'm looking it up and I'm like not to get too off topic but I'm looking it up and I was texting Blaze I was like dude is 174 pounds what? Yeah, yeah Slim he's, Reaper. He's built like a stick, but <laughs> I like the comparisons with like him and then Derrick Henry. Henry. Derrick yeah. Henry, yeah, like Heisman's coming all sizes. And, sizes, and then there's yeah. Ingram next to the two of them too, yeah, all yeah. like five whatever of them. But um, I mean, yeah. that was that was an awesome game. But um, like I said in our introduction here, you're a dual threat guy that has a very multi-dimensional game at the high school level that was put on a show every week, every Friday. But uh, that'll continue on to the college scene, I'm sure. But how do they plan to utilize that at Ohio? I'm not really familiar with their or your guys' like style of offense. What do you run up there or down mm -hmm. there? Excuse me. Uh, kind of kind of run some of a spread option. Uh, we okay. Go ahead and you know we we spread it out a little bit, but at the same time we uh, really installed option to our playbook, uh, something that we use a lot. And then we go ahead and we use the option to, you know, use fakes and then other ways to really kind of manipulate the defense into doing what we want. So That's nice, yeah. And we saw in that Ohio State game, I mean, Justin Fields is banged up as he was with that huge hit to the uh, ribs there in that semifinal <laughs> game. For Trey Sermon to go down on that first – on his first carry? Second play. Second, second play, yeah. yeah so, and for him to go down, they were already saying coming into that night, like Sermon was going to have to take a bulk of that. They did a lot of that read option type things. And then, you know, Justin Fields, who's great with his feet, getting out and making plays, a lot of that responsibility was going to fall on Sermon. So when he went out, I – I'm not gonna say I knew it was downhill, but it was. Well, you know, Master Teague is in the Master slouch, Teague, so, Master yeah. Teague is not a slouch, but um, you know, it's definitely a little bit of a drop yeah. off there, especially after that Big Ten championship yeah, for game sure. for uh for Sermon. Mm -hmm. But um, what are your uh, what's your running back stable like at Ohio? You got some uh, studs back there or what? Oh yeah, we got some studs for sure. Uh, Demontre Tuggle, uh, I don't know if he was for sure, but I know he's for sure an all matcher. Okay, and we even got some guys who didn't even you know get the ball like that because, you know, we only played three games. We didn't get the ball like that, but they're also good. You know, Oshan and, you know, Julian and some other dudes on there that, you know, just didn't get a chance to, you know, showcase their talents. But we got we got a lot of backs, a lot of good backs. Good stuff. That's good to hear. Yeah, CJ, so before we get going and, um, and talking about, like, West Bloomfield a little bit, um, you talked about how there's some great players in the MAC, and, you know, there's Antonio Brown who came out of the MAC, Kareem Hunt. Khalil Mack. Mm -hmm. right? Khalil Mack. J.J. Mm -hmm. Watt started out in the MAC. Do you guys any got, you guys any got um, like, some dogs that might be going to the draft anytime soon? 
Uh, yeah, we got we got some dudes in the MAC. Uh, I'm trying to really think about it because you know, it's, it's been a while since I've seen some MAC guys play, but I for sure seen some good talent in the MAC. We got some at Ohio, and there's some other guys all around the MAC. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody. Yeah, someone like from Ohio or oh, something. That, that, that whole that that whole that whole Buffalo team. Um, the whole team. Got a lot of good guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be yeah. LSU. Everybody getting drafted. <laughs> yeah, they got they got a good a lot of draft prospects on that team. Awesome, but you know, yeah, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. And um, like you said, yeah. um, I forget that the term you use, but like the non Power Five teams, like the group mid-major. of five in the mid. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, group of five yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that's awesome that guys like that. You know, not that they're not on the map, but kind of put them on a little bit of bigger. Yeah, map. you see them falling the later rounds in their steals. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Because yeah, kind of slept on because of the competition they play or whatever, mm-hmm. which was. I'm assuming the primary reason that Patterson didn't get as much Heisman love as some of the, which there were so many worthy like contenders this year and yeah. uh, you know different candidates. But I did want to talk about your high school team. Let's talk about West Bloomfield a little bit. All high school teams go 55 days without playing any type of football due to the shutdown. And the Lakers picked up right where they left off and whooped a Romeo team that was like super hot this year. They beat a great Stony Creek team. Remember we played that Stony Creek team last year, Blaze. And along with that, Donovan Edwards, I saw, I don't know if it's 100% true, but I did read this somewhere, is back to play throughout the playoffs, which is a which is huge news for that West Bloomfield team. He is by far the best athlete that I've had the chance to play against. Is this the year that Coach Bellamy mm-hmm. finally brings home that championship? I think they have the chance. They have the chance. They for sure have the ability uh, with the coaches they have and the players that they have. Uh, you know, if they can get over the hump of Belleville, they for sure have a, a chance, I feel, like, to go ahead and finally go ahead and get that ring that uh, Coach Bell and the coaching staff should be deserved. Yeah, and they have, like, you know, obviously, you know, they've got that talent come in every single year. But it just seems like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is you talk about at that hump. Like, what do they need to do to get over that last little stretch and finally just, you know, put it all together for that complete season? Uh, have confidence in the players. Have confidence in the players that they call. No, I feel like if, you know, I, I wouldn't say that they have been confident years before, but I feel like just going ahead and having that confidence can just really, you know, keep the team up, have everybody up. Everybody got to stay up. But a lot of times, uh, especially when I was there, you know, we kind of got down ourselves early and, you know, we never got back up. So if, you know, the team is able to go ahead and, you know, keep the head up high, no matter what adversity comes up, you know, I feel like they'll be good. They'll be fine. That's good to hear, and I will tell you, maybe it'll make you feel a little better. Uh, we were up on you guys, 14-3. to 3. Was that <laughs> yeah. halftime, something, <laughs> second quarter? And then, yeah. uh, you know, Trey yeah. Mosley decided that he didn't want to lose that game, so he scored three touchdowns in a row, and then that was all she wrote for the Dragons. But um, <laughs> Yeah, junior year, we had a competitive game against West Bloomfield, and then, well, then Trey Mosley mm-hmm. scored. I'm yeah, saying last too. year, CJ wouldn't have been there, but yeah. last year we go four overtimes, and then, you know. Don't, even, up, don't even bring it up. Yeah, we're not even going to talk about it. But <laughs> that was, I'm telling you, that was my favorite game every year because – we get to play basically, you know, for a guy like me who really wasn't on the map until my senior year, like at all in terms of recruiting, mm-hmm. to be able to go and play and compete against guys who are going to, you know, power five conferences or some other levels of division one or even in the GLIAC, like all these guys who are going to big name schools, going out and competing and potentially uh, did not get a win, but trying to go out and beat these guys, we should have, but that was always awesome. I know we always talk about how awesome it was to see the guys that we play go succeed at the next level. Hopefully, you know, obviously we're going to be watching some guys on Saturdays, but hopefully on Sundays in the future, um, you know, years down the road. What is that experience like for you, and how is it maybe a little bit different that you're competing right up there with most of those, most of those guys, excuse me, at the D1 level in the MAC? Uh, you know, it's, it's always been a dream since I was a kid, you know, because ever since I was a kid, you know, I had the NCAA football game. 
Yeah. You know, that was just a dream of, you know, playing Road to Glory and saying, you know, man, I hope, you know, one day I can be up on here, like on the game or whatever. You know, sadly, they ain't come out with no more. But yeah. <laughs> got to end with the historic uh, Denard Robinson cover right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, but still being a college athlete, that was just a dream I always had growing up. And then for me to go ahead and achieve that dream, you know, that just tells me that and I can end up making the next dream, you know, making it to the NFL, hopefully. So, you know, it was just a dream come true, you know, something to be happy about. Totally. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, CJ. Um, I'm at Northwood with Ethan Bunch. I'm sure you know who Ethan is. Um, yeah. Of so course, we were watching the Michigan-Minnesota Michigan, game, and then all of a sudden we see Makari out there, and we're like, whoa, that's kind of cool, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, small world like that, I guess, you know? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, when yeah. you can sit down on your couch, like, and just watch these dudes go and ball out, like true freshmen. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know, did uh, Cornell get any time this year? Uh, I, don't I didn't know. hear. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, between those guys, there's so many – other dudes that get that, but I saw a tweet the other day. Talk about let's stick on this NCA for a second. Um, it was earlier today, actually. It was someone said like Nick Saban's to the point where like you're That's so successful awesome. in NCAA, you just you just go and restart somewhere small like Wyoming to see yeah. if you still got it. Yeah, I've seen, yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> that would be awesome. But uh, how much of the wild card games you catch uh, in the NFL this weekend? Yeah, I, I think I saw almost all of them. I, I didn't go. watch the whole St. Paris one, but I saw most of them. I don't think you were really missing too much there. They did score a last-minute touchdown, <laughs> basically, to Jimmy Graham. Walked off. Didn't okay. even kick the extra point. They literally walked off the field. Oh, and man. so I know some bettors were mad because they didn't – like some some something yeah. didn't cover. Some bet did not hit. But oh, um, if there was – I'm assuming – I think I kind of know where this is going, but any games you were surprised by a little bit in that uh, Super Wild Card weekend? Uh. Probably the Ravens and the Titans. Okay. You know, the Ravens defense really the day the Ravens defense really shocked me. I was expecting Derrick Henry to not have a crazy game. But yeah. But not have forty game. yards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for that to happen, yeah, that shocked me for sure. I know, and that was the whole thing with uh, the logo stomping afterwards, yeah. and then like earlier in this earlier mm-hmm. in the year when Harbaugh comes out and those guys are like Vrabel just chawing at him. Yeah. yeah. And then first of all, I want to get this out of the way. If Vrabel and Harbaugh ever fought don't even try. Even close. I would take every <laughs> penny that I have and put it on Vrabel. I mean, dude played linebacker yeah, in the Vrabel. league. Like, come on. And Harbaugh's are just whiners. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, whiners that get paid apparently because yeah, uh, his brother just got an extension. Um, what about Drew's huge Browns fan here? Excuse me. Um, how about that Brown Steelers game? What'd you think of that? Oh, I I couldn't believe they got off like that. Right. Uh, Start off the game what twenty one zero twenty eight in the first quarter. 28, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, going to school down in Ohio, you know, they love some Cleveland Browns. So of course. My phone was blowing up all <laughs> night. Dude, I text Drew. I was like, I'm coming to pick you up right now. We went to a Cleveland game earlier in the year, that Monday night football game, Cleveland versus Baltimore, where uh, Lamar Jackson oh, okay. was like in and out. Trace yeah. McSorley was the savior. Not really, but um, <laughs> we went to that game, and that game was nuts, even with limited fans. I was yeah. like, we need to go down to Cleveland now and see what that atmosphere would be like. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I got I got a couple of guys in Ohio too, so they were texting me and they were like, "Let's go! You see the Browns going?" <laughs> and I put my phone away and didn't watch or didn't put my phone or turn my phone on until halftime because I was like, "I'm not listening to any of the BS from all my friends right now." I, I tried FaceTiming yeah. you and it. No, nope. my grandpa called me three times. No, nope. ridiculous, dude. That's dedication, though. Well, CJ, that's all I've got for you today, my man. I appreciate you coming on. Man, I appreciate y'all having me, man. Of course, brother. Well, you have a good one. I'm sure I'll uh, talk to you soon. All right, you too. All right, see you, buddy. Great conversation with our guy, CJ.
Yeah. You know, like I said, wonderful. Yeah, it was really cool to you know go toe. We went toe to toe with them. Um, yeah. My junior, year, uh, senior year, I'm pretty sure they beat us like fifty to four. Yeah. So like, dude, what was the deal. score our senior year? I think it was like 55, 59, 50 52. There you go. Four was it overtime. really four overtimes? You guys scored fifty two. Okay, fifty four burgers, overtimes. two drop or we, two fifty. We four got overtimes. stopped on the one yard line. Yep, ridiculous. Was it Drew? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was play so, call. bro. Like uh, when that you get really that far in the game, when you get that far, yeah, you were there, right? No, I was the second day. Trey Townsend was actually there, and he was facetiming me, and I was watching it in my yeah, couch. But, <laughs> dude, like I remember, I don't know how you felt, but like four overtimes in that game playing against those guys. At some point, you're like, "Is this game gonna be?" Oh, I don't know. I yeah. kind of lost I know the hype. About. I, I feel yeah. like after the game, it just kind of lost. That's the hype. why you lost. Got get it's a load of this. Guy. It's like especially after we saying, scored, yes. and then we have to go back on offense, yeah. and I'm like, "How many dude, times I, we have to I, do I this?" I know. Like when I'm telling you, dude, when you get to the fourth overtime, it just kind of lost. Whatever. It didn't feel like a. I'm actually, usually devastated after a loss. And actually, the big thing um, is we played the night before. That was and probably came part back of it. And played a, like a and game we and we were half. dominating, and then there's lightning, and then, yeah, and we just well, lost it. you know, in OJW, we went into five overtime, so I know how you feel. Do you? Um, yeah. Probably just like bigger, it was yesterday. Yeah, it was a bigger, bigger stakes, bigger probably. Bigger stadium, you know, whatever. We were probably. playing in the Super, super Dome. Super, super. Yeah. No, you, were you actually? Nope, wow. For sure. Were you playing in the Super Dome? Yeah. No, you weren't. But uh, let's talk about did? the uh, Saints this weekend <laughs> and the Bears. Good, good try there. Good try. Let's talk about the Damn NFL it. and the wild card weekend that did not disappoint. Starting with Saturday's games, the NFL. Let's start off with the first one. Bills win a close one at home over the Colts, twenty-seven twenty-four. This game, like, if this is going to be wild card weekend, like, I'm all in. Like, this was Started the first game. Right. Yeah, this was the first game on, and the Bills get their first playoff win in almost 25 years, even though it looked like at times the Colts were dominating the game physically between the tackles. I thought so. I mean, you could disagree. No, I, in the I'm first half. Oh, I saw. Because okay. I believe they were. I, I believe that they were. That's dominating. what I'm saying. I thought you'd be in, yeah. in favor of that with DeForest Buckner in there in the middle of the line, but. Um, Barely any rushing attack for Buffalo. Josh Allen was the leading really? rusher with 11 carries or 54 yards. You said this going in. I'll give you the credit. And I, I agreed with you. Um, but between uh, Singletary and Moss, they combined for only 42 yards on the day. Not really Moss is out for the year. He tore his ACL or something. something did he really? Knee. Wow. I did not see that. Yeah. Neither did I. Yeah. Man. You guys got to watch NFL Network. That line. What a stupid bottom. ligament. <laughs> yeah, the line. Drew's got his eyes glued. Doesn't even watch the show. He watches the line. <laughs> what we see? Hey, in I that, got the Doug Peterson breaking news. What do we that. see in that? Uh, yeah. What do we see in that? Um, that Bills Colts game. I think a lot of people are they're kind of being too harsh on the Bills, you know, because everybody's like, "Oh, can the Bills take down the Chiefs?" And then they're, the oh. Colts are playing great football. You're right. I, mean, like, I thought oh, so. the Bills played a crappy game. They're a solid all around. Bills won't but need you, to take. You gotta down give the Chiefs. them some slack. <laughs> wow. Right? Like, I'm joking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they haven't won a playoff game in. 25 years. There, I was going to say, as excited as people are about Cleveland's win, now granted, very different game, the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. We'll talk about it a little bit later. More of a rivalry. Exactly, yeah. and more of a blowout, I was yeah. saying, more so. But the Bills fans are just as – I don't think people are giving them that much credit. Like, this is it their first playoff Saturday, win. today, you know. But, like, yes. I feel like everyone was like, oh, like, the Bills, like, that's great. You Maybe because more people were expecting them to win. Is that yeah, why? I think that's is, what it was. It was more of an upset because for Cleveland. two seed. Like, yeah. On. Agreed, but still, Colts are playing great football. Um, and it was a much better offensive game than the game that followed. And we'll talk about that in a second. But both QBs throwing for over 300 yards. Was that Phillip Rivers' last game? Is he going to coach high school football? I don't think so anymore. You don't think so anymore? After the firing of Doug Peterson, um, that I don't think Carson Wentz is going to get traded now, which sucks because what I really think should happen is whoever gets the Lions job should be like, hey, how much for Jalen? That's what I really think they should do. Really? But um, anyway, imagine? Phillip Rivers, I think he'll stay one more year and then the Colts will – Maybe draft like so a, now. Maybe draft a Zach Wilson. I don't Wilson. think he'll. Oh, he might stay in the NFL, 
but not the probably Colts. not on the Colts. So no, what I was Colts, thinking, uh, Frank Wright said he wants him back. Really? Yeah, Did he really? That's why. That's the only. That's another reason why. That's a D one re- rejects inside right no, there. No, Frank Reich, former uh, Bills yes, player. Yes, exactly. So that must have been a very emotional game for him. But I will say, what kind of situation does that put the guy who's coaching at that high school right now? He's he's been coaching there for a while, pretty much under the pretense of like you can coach here until Philip Rivers is done. So now he's like. I got another year. <laughs> wasn't, yes. wasn't really expecting this, but I hinted at it. That was a much better offensive game than the one that followed. The Rams, and this is a great stat that I saw. They played the Seahawks. They're now 37-0 after leading at halftime with a 30-20 to win over the Seahawks, coming right after a loss to Seattle two weeks ago. That actually helped Seattle clinch. Or that, that was the game they that made them the clinch. NFC West, yes. right? So if Wilson, who had a terrible day, like the worst of the year, I would assume, right? Oh, yeah. Based on stats. What a fall off on the season for him. Let yeah, Russ gosh, Cook, MVP. And if Wilson did not have that 50-yard touchdown to Metcalf, he would have finished with 120 yards passing on the day. He had a completion percentage of 40%, and he went 11 for 27. Man. That's why they hired Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was just going to say. Um, the Rams defense, I obviously. Love, yeah. I love DK Metcalf, and I think DK Metcalf's going to be a great player. And he had a great day, over yeah. 100 yards. But, but Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the league. It's not even close, in my opinion. He shut down D-Hop twice. He shut down DK three times. Twice. D- he did not shut down DK this When DK weekend. was guarding him, or when, when he was guarding DK, he had 40 yards. That uh, long touchdown, he was getting covered or, by someone or else. Three, three receptions, 11 targets. 40 yards. 11 targets? Yeah, so he was shut him down. Oh, yeah, that definitely, if that's the stat. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't know that. He was getting covered by somebody else. Yeah, it was, yeah. and it was kind of a scramble drill. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. It was, like you said, it was all DK on that. Like, Russ put the throw, ball though. in the great yeah. throw. Great throw. He put in a great spot for him. But DK, seeing that, without that play, that game is so different. Oh, you know what sure. I mean? There were still stakes going into the late stages of that game. But DK, this is some backyard football stuff. Like, yeah. you saw Russ needed help. He turns the corner and has a field. But... Let's talk about that Rams defense. They stepped up even without Aaron Donald for most of the second half. He had that weird landing where he landed on like Russ's ankle or something and like his you know, you know, midsection right here, his ribs or some mm-hmm. area. And I thought he just got the it's breath like knocked rib, out of him. Rib cartilage. Or yeah, exactly. Like I thought he got the breath knocked out of him. I thought, okay, Aaron's going to be back out here like tough son bitch. Like he's going to be on the field. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. And then I see him cheering his boys out on the sideline. I'm like, what the hell is Aaron doing on the mm-hmm. sideline? But they stepped up. They stepped up. Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, I, I did this not realize. The oh, there you go. Right there. Three games, four receptions, 44 yards. Wow. Yeah, so definitely shut down. There yeah, you go. Games. That's unreal. But um, Jalen Ramsey steps up. That Rams defense steps up, and they get a huge win. Yeah. So I thought that was anything else keys from that game? Jared Goff. Jared Goff. There I mean, you go. His, Rams starter gets hurt. His thumb In was comes Jared Goff. Wolford? 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 Yeah. Wolford? Wolford? <laughs> In comes that Jared was, Goff. Was that one of the – that was a first possession. Right? Uh, and he went bad. to the hospital, I think, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he did neck issues or something. Yeah, hit something. in the head, but yeah, Jamal he got Adams. rocked. Jamal Adams. Oh, <laughs> by the way, last, I guess JJ yeah. Watt has more interceptions than Jamal Adams. Um, what, what, do you want to hear something funny, too? Jared Goff's post game um, press conference, he was like, Yeah, they were they were lighting up the cigars saying that they beat Dude, us. Dude, that was hilarious. The and he mocked them. I can't get over how he was, he was holding the cigar backwards. Yeah, no way he yeah, was. Yeah, he was. He yeah, lit it on the wrong side. And Jared Goff was like, <laughs> "That's a guy who hasn't won a lot." Jared Goff goes, "You could take those cigars to uh, Cabo or like something like that." Are they no. Jalen Ramsey said, "Walking off, you could yeah, take the yeah, t-shirt and hat to Cabo." That's what. Yeah, I that's what it was. That. Jalen Ramsey's awesome, a, a did not realize a he was plus holding corner. it the wrong way. Jalen Ramsey's an A plus corner, A plus trash, uh, talker. trash talker. Agreed. That's good. Dude can rile up anyone. That'd be so frustrating to play against. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about. 
the third game of Saturday's set of games here, the night game, Buccaneers. They have a couple scares against Washington, but Brady pulls out the dub, 31-23. The obvious story of the game was Washington quarterback Taylor Heineke throws for over 300 yards and had some great runs. Not even sneaky athletic. Like, dude was flying. We always talk about sneaky athletic quarterbacks on this show. Like, the dude was flying. Um, Heineke was a backup quarterback in the XFL for the St. Louis Battlehawks. I know you're very familiar with uh, behind Jordan Tamu, and he was really the fourth string quarterback for Washington behind Smith, uh, Haskins, and Allen, who have all started games earlier in this it's crazy season. Crazy in their playoff team, dude. Four different QBs. Crazy a playoff team that almost got a win against Tom Brady in the but, and at times it looked like they might have actually you know taken you know come away with that game, but um, you know Buccaneers were consistently good on the offensive side of the ball and they get the win. So now I hope so. Uh, what? They have every player in the they league. They do, dude. Imagine if they lost to that Washington team with a fourth string quarterback, which even though he balled out, I just that would have been unreal for them. Yeah, the quarterback balled out though. He did. Yeah. He I think did it's confirmed out. that every quarterback on their roster is better than Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. <laughs> He's so <laughs> every single one. Booty cheeks Haskins. He's so bad. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Does I, he find uh, another home? Like who picks up Haskins? Yeah, we'll get into it later, and we've talked about it before, you and I have. I just, those Ohio State quarterbacks, if I'm an NFL GM, they Stay scare me. away. They scare me. Yeah, the, the team is just too good. You don't, you don't really know how good they actually are. Yeah, that's a great point. So that's kind of like we were talking about before the show with Mac Jones. Yeah. Like the system that he's in yeah. right now, and how he's set up for success no matter what. It's like you have uh, NFL O-line, NFL receivers. You yeah. have Najee Harris, who's 240 pounds and jumping 17 feet off the ground yeah. over defenders. 18, yeah. 17, 18 feet. Point. Yeah. But um, let's talk about Washington secondary. They really struggled to Before contain. Before you say it, you forgot a name. What's that? Antonio Brown, baby. Antonio Brown did not have great stats in the he day, I will say. 50 yards and a touchdown. What? That's not. He had one play. Yeah, but Mike Evans. Was it one 50-yard touchdown catch? He had basically one I'm play. Check, I'm going to check that. Go I'm ahead. But I, I, I had down written here, yeah, Evans yeah. and Godwin, big days, along with the tight end, Cameron Brate. Um, but they did get a good amount of pressure on Tom Brady, three sacks and a bunch of pressures, right? And that, for me, was the key heading into this game for Washington. If they wanted to come out with the win in this game, they needed to get pressure on Tom Brady because we talked about it last week. Tom Brady, out of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, right, has the highest deficit between his QBR when he's not under pressure and his QBR when he is under pressure. It drops drastically. What was the... Uh, yeah, he had two receptions, 50 yards. Yeah, so like I guess, I mean... He's still a big play threat. Still a huge yeah. big play threat. Leonard they, they have had to, a good game too. He did, but they have to honor Antonio Brown. I'm just saying, he didn't exactly explode. It's one of those, those things teams. where Antonio Brown's not a number three receiver on any other team. He'd be the one. That's a great point. Right? On any other They're team. They're so the stacked, and, I don't, and they beat Washington. Like, just barely edge out Washington. I don't understand it. Washington. Their defense is good. And yeah. I honestly point. think about it. Beat them by eight. And everyone, I, I don't like the whole, wow, well, look who Tom Brady has. Tom Brady's 43. Your dad was putting stuff on the grill watching the game when he was 43. Tom Brady is 43 years old, and he's still playing professional football still winning playoff at games at a high level he's, he's still third winning playoff passing. games yeah like he's beaten more teams in the playoffs than the second most playoff wins for a quarterback yeah man montana's at 16 tom brady's beaten 17 different teams that's unreal dude that's unreal and then i saw a tweet earlier i mean we already missed our tweet segment of the day or whatever but i saw a tweet earlier that was like this might be or not might it has to be the biggest difference in quarterback like you know, success between Heineke and Brady. Brady was yeah. thrown for what fifty, sixty thousand yards, and then Heineke was thrown for like five hundred in his career, mm -hmm. and right. well, eight hundred now because he balled out. But just that difference in quarterback, and you really, you know, not that I'd say you couldn't tell because everyone knows who Tom Brady is, but yeah. 
Heineke kept them in that game. Uh-huh. So that was awesome. But let's transition over to Sunday's slate of games in the NFL. Lamar Jackson gets his first playoff win. And um, I would say silenced a lot of the doubters, a lot of the Lamar Jackson haters, right? Because that was the, the huge gripe after the running back thing was like, you know, once he wins a playoff game, come talk to me. Well, he has. The Ravens take down the Titans, and they hold Derrick Henry to 40 yards in the day on 18 carries. That was the exclamation point for me in that Ravens Their defense. defense was, they were on it that day. They dominated the line of scrimmage, I thought. That's what scares me. I think the, like, the rushing yards for each team, it was like 200-something to like 50. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. Because um, we know over. they love to keep it on the ground. Yeah, I honestly, I would be more scared... Um, not, not, not saying like, not because it's just the Browns, but if I was the Browns, if I'm any team, the one team I didn't want to play, it was the Ravens. Agreed. If because you're the Browns, they're yeah. just heating up, not even just the Browns, but if like the Chiefs got them, I'd be like, oh, I see. you know, cause their defense starting to heat up. The Titans last year. Yeah. Almost. You know, um, I, I, I wouldn't say the Titans last, last year. Yeah. I feel like the Browns are more built like Titans, the Titans last the year. The Titans were like yeah. a, whoa team. The Ravens are like, oh. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. that's you a good know, point. Like, it's that's like, a good point. Like, it's like about this time. is about time. Like, this yeah. is what we expected. That's and, yeah, I I really – I was shocked by that game. And as being a Lamar Jackson hater, I, I got to give him credit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I will say – Juju is now seems... my least favorite player in second. <laughs> no, probably third. Clay, Claypool's third. Claypool is? Claypool's, I meant. Jeez. Wow. It's Who's not allowed. One? Juju's. Juju's still number one. He holds the throne. But um, I wanted to say the Titans were putting together some great drives, big plays from A.J. Brown, a few other receivers. Tannehill only threw for 165 yards. I was very surprised by that because they did not find any little to no success. That's like 210 yards total because 50 yards rushing pretty much. Like, dude, they – How do you expect to win that game? I know. Even though he didn't throw for that many yards, A.J. Brown was going off. He was. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was very surprised by that number, 165, because A.J. Brown had some huge plays for them. He was – one of the only reasons they were still in that game. Corey Davis was banged up, especially in that uh, that last possession where they're really trying to claw their way back into it. Um, the receiver fell. They had some receiver I'd never even heard of him. Some like double yeah, last name. Exactly. That's so like for them. Tannehill's a he's a good quarterback. He's a solid quarterback. He's not going to particularly elevate the game of the receivers around him. I don't him. know. Kobe. He's not going to take it over. I don't know because if you look at Tannehill's stats when he took over. The Titans versus when Mahomes compared to Mahomes, they're identical. They really are. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. Because he like, won the games. I know. Yeah, I'm saying, I know. It's not his fault. I he guess. went to the AFC yeah. Championship the last year. Good point. So I mean, to get railed. No, they were winning that game. I know, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's what but, I'm saying. Like I, I think Tannehill's <laughs> on that the game losing interception. I guess you can call yeah, it. Yeah. And, and if you was, like go back, AJ Brown was wide. No, open. he was, and he even went like was this. he actually? I he didn't see that. Yeah. It was one on one fade on the back. Shut side. up. And the I mean the fact that the that receiver been like, fell down. Like yeah, yeah. That's not Tannehill's fault. Obviously, I, oh no, I'm not trying to put the blame on that. No, no, yeah, I'm just okay. saying in general. Obviously, Tannehill's looked at the film as like, dude, I had a touchdown to AJ Brown. That's got. There wasn't even like safety help. No, no, it was man to man. No, they sent dude. pressure and threw it down the seam, and Marcus man. Peters makes a good play. Lamar, though, balled out 179 yards through the air, 136 on the ground for 315 total, which included that 48-yard touchdown run in the second quarter. Oh, sweet. Top 10 on Sports Center. That was, like, that's the it factor that guys like him have. There was no, there's no play call for that. Like, that's just some stuff that, that you just pull out. Yeah, it was just a regular drop-back pass. If you... Are the um if you are the Titans? Sorry, his name escaped me there for a minute. If you're the Titans, in a situation like that, how do you not take a linebacker and just spy? He, he did. They he did. did. They had Kevin Byard, who's a top ten safety in the league. Where was he? 
completely whiffed. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, you see it? Like the, the stages of tackling Lamar. It's like, maybe. <laughs> oh no, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. That's really what it but, is. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like when that when that pocket kind of just like started to shift around him, right, and opened up right in the middle, dude, Lamar's gotta just be like Yeah, he was he was playing the weak side safety. Was he? Lamar came this way and you know he just shook him out of his shoes. Yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't realize he was spying because that's what I would have thought what they would have done all yeah. game with a guy like Maybe Lamar. Maybe it wasn't more of a spy, but he saw it coming. But he, got, he yeah. came up, yeah. So he was at least, you know, he watched film. He knew Lamar, yeah. like what he would do. You can but. spy all you want, but are you fast enough to keep up? But can you make the play? Yeah. That's a great point. Um, let's talk about the second game on that Sunday slate of games. The Saints, the win 21-9 to over the Bears. And uh, that might have been the only game that went the way that I was expecting. So, so thank you to Trubisky for being consistently bad, especially when it comes to uh, some any type of playoff football. But um, that 21-9 to is deceiving, too. Like we said earlier, um, that last second touchdown, and it was so meaningless, and Graham catches that ball and then just walks into the tunnel. I really – you said it was, you know, I feel like this game was closer than that, honestly. I thought the Bears' defense kept them in the it. The Bears' defense – like okay, uh, I'll try try and put it like this way. Like the Bears' defense did everything they could to keep them in this game, and more. Like they had, they got them. In they the performed red zone. very yeah. well, but their offense. There's no so way. Bad. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. Like their they, defense deserved to be there. Yes, the offense did not. Exactly. That's exactly how I would have put it. Because even if their defense allowed them to still be in that game, their offense had no business being anywhere in that game. So really, three points. I, I think it's kind of play calling at that point. <laughs> and oh my god, Washington on a four string QB <laughs> scored eighteen or whatever. Right. And but they would have had another touchdown if it wasn't for the idiot who dropped oh, yeah. the ball. That's he, the he worst. That's that. a great point. That's and a, that was, was a perfect ball. ball. That was perfect ball. Trubisky with the ball. Dude, the offense was. What was the name of that receiver again? Do we know? Oh, Wims. 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 He, he was the guy who punched the uh, yes. last time. <laughs> you see, they put yeah. that to the Nickelodeon music because of the Nickelodeon broadcasts. They I like took not. a fight and then they put like the Nickelodeon music behind it. I did. That was really. What I did watched, you did you watch any of the Nickelodeon? No. I watched when Michael <laughs> no. Thomas scored. I don't want all that cool. stuff off of my screen. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was just watching. Cool. The it game. was different. You got the slime zone in the end zone. Nate um, Burleson's a great. While we're, on, the, while we're on this, while we're on this uh, Saints Bears game, Sean Payton gets slimed afterwards with the Jordan Concords yeah, on. You got him. You got him. Got him dirty. They got dirty. They got him. slimed. Yeah. <laughs> Nate Burleson is a he's a Nate Burleson did a great yeah. job. And he's then, on Good Morning Football, CBS Sports. He's on Nickel. I'm like, you know who else was on there? It was Noah um former Lion receiver? What was his yeah. last name? Yeah, that's the connection. But the other guy who was on there, Noah something, I forget his last name. I think he usually does uh the voice of like the Clippers or something. He did a great job too. And they were it was very interesting. I don't know what your take was on it. I mean, you didn't watch any, but it was like They'd say something, and then maybe they'd explain it a little bit and it, no, like elaborate on it. You know what I mean? He called uh, break it Taysom down. Hill the kid at recess who can do everything. <laughs> For a younger it's audience, a different that's style. Like, okay, like, I know it's what like a different doing. style. And then he would be like um, something like, "Oh, here we have uh, pass interference, which means this." Like, there's something like small things that go a long way in helping. Yeah. That's like I think that's the NFL's way of kind of catering this game to a new audience, especially right now where everybody's at home yeah. trying to really maximize revenue, but. You know what I mean? Like well, they're trying to get a new audience. If you think football. about it, there, the NBA could never do that because there's not going to be a playoff game to where it's like, unless it goes to a game seven, which you're not going to air a game seven on Nickelodeon. Yeah. NFL with so many games, super wild card, they reached out to all the um, companies, CBS, NBC, and they're like, hey, give us an idea. CBS owns Nickelodeon. They're like, hey, this is what we got. Yeah. I saw a funny tweet that said, 
Kids turning on Nickelodeon being forced to watch the Bears. Who <laughs> watched the Bears offense? Big yeah. Cat. <laughs> Big I'm Cat, never watching football uh, again. Big Cat was saying, he was like, this was a great weekend for football. The Bears also played, but, you know, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Chicago was one for 10 on third down. The only conversion being on the touchdown to Jimmy Graham. That was their only conversion on third down. And that's, I mean, maybe one of them could have been the Wims 2 or whatever his name was, but... Um, I would have much rather watched Arizona. Would than you? Chicago. Arizona did not deserve to be there. I don't think they did. But, but I would have liked Bears. to watch them more. True. Yeah, that's true. number one offense in the NFL. Were they really technically? No they, way. In the rankings, yeah. Wow. Well, when you start six and three, the number one offense should carry you to the playoffs. I don't know how you don't. <laughs> the defense. Yeah. Not even though yeah. Kyler. Did I would say not Kyler was inconsistent too. Yeah, Larry yeah. Fitzgerald was out there the last couple games too. But it would have been he? better than the Bears' offense. Very Agreed. true. Agreed. Kyler could have kept them in that. DeAndre game. Hopkins. The Saints. A large reason for their success um, was that they had Breeze, Kamara, and Thomas on the field for the first time in a while. They, they played had, 21 total snaps or something like that. The three of them together. It was here. 10 quarters. So more than that. That was uh, the stat. You want to right. I'm just saying that's what I heard on the right. on the broadcast. But right, I'm um, it up again. I'm in that game, they had 10 different guys catch passes. So they did a great job of spreading the ball around, and it was like. Um, when you're not, I think they have ten guys that even like rotate in, right? I don't think the Lions have ten. Total Taysom teams. Hill was one of those guys. Taysom Hill was one of the guys who caught a pass oh. too. Was that's kind of funny. Um, but that when you're not the Buccaneers, you don't have all these big time names. Like you got to spread the ball around and get guys their work and start chipping in and like starting to add up to those yards. Um, so I thought that was kind of an interesting way to go about that for the last game. Big here. rematch next week. Yeah, Saints Bucks. That's a great number point. three. Should be on the History Channel. Did you see that tweet? I did from oh, Brady so and Breeze, yeah, the beards and everything. I love that. Um, let's talk about the last game here mm-hmm. on Sunday before we go and talk to oh, uh, Demarcus up, Governor. Yeah. What they played? They played a total of sixty-seven snaps together. I, I don't know where I got twenty-one. Okay, but like very limited, yeah. right? They have not had the chemistry really this year to build the yeah. gel with all three of them on the field. So great point. Um, the last game, talk about not disappointing on this wild card weekend. The Steelers. They disappoint against the Browns and go down 28 to nothing in the first quarter. Start off with that fumble recovery in the end zone, and all of Pittsburgh had to just be livid. <laughs> but they attempted to crawl back into the game. They lose 48 to 37, and that Cleveland locker room had to be electric after the game. I mean, just how much it means to those guys, all the stuff that's gone back and forth. Browns is the take Browns. The Browns is the Browns, but take that like Titans Ravens mentality and then multiply it by like three or four. And then that's what you've got. So I thought that was awesome. Um, the offense did go on a bit of a dry spell after jumping to an early lead, but the Browns really look good in all facets of this game. Their defense, especially, like we said, um, without know. two starters. Yes. In the that's a great backfield. point. That's a great point. Without and we talked, on offense, without Kevin Stefanski calling know. plays. Yes. Yeah, Stefanski and Hughes, I don't know who the hell Petonio is. He's but a uh, Pro Bowl guard. It's the guard. Guard. Okay. Sorry. Um, but then they're. Uh, Oh, First team all pro right tackle. Yeah, gets Jack hurt. Conklin goes out, and they were like, "You can rest." Conklin, the rest I of the knew. Game. Yeah, yeah, Conklin, I knew about. Um, but we were talking earlier about Big Ben and his stats, how they inflated they were with throwing the ball sixty plus times or whatever the number was, sixty eight. Yeah, and you know he throws for five hundred yards, and you might say like, "How can you be confident in a defense?" But we were talking about like the prevent stuff like that. But, I mean, part of me is like, "You're gonna throw for five hundred yards? That's still impressive." And he had a lot, some great throws. But at the same time, that Cleveland defense, you walk away from that game and you still think they really performed very well. Yeah, I mean, you look, you watch the defensive scheme. And I know you as a former, or not former quarterback, me as a <laughs> former quarterback, if the defense is giving there you, you those under routes, you, you, 
you take them. Take them. You do. You know, and what's what they were doing is pretty much is the defensive backs were playing 15, 20 yards off. Browns is Browns. Yards and, is yards. You know, <laughs> they they got the yards, but they couldn't capitalize. Especially, no. you know how when you realize. Win. Yeah, wins wins. <laughs> true. And you realize how many times. Uh, it was at one point, I think Big Ben had more passes than the Browns did offensive plays. No way. Yeah. I mean, when you're trying to catch up for. 28 points. That's like, true. you got to throw. Well, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? Because Pittsburgh has been notoriously bad at running the ball this and year. And if you think about it, with too. With Connor and uh, Benny Snell, right? Yeah. So, and if you think about it, too, the Browns, there was one, they scored in three plays. Then they scored in, like, six. And the time of possession, I'd like to see. I'm gonna, Maybe, yeah, that check up. that you, out. You check that out. But that'd be, that time of possession that stat would be something that I'd be very interested to see because the Pittsburgh seemed like they possessed the ball a lot, a huge chunk of that game. Whenever Cleveland got it, they scored. That was Cleveland's first road playoff win. Since 1969, they only had in it Dallas. for five more minutes. Did they? I think that's because in the second half, the Browns started to like, run the ball yeah. on the clock. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Um, Cleveland's first road playoff win since 1969 in Dallas. Total plays 84 65. Excuse me. 84 to 65? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's their first win in Pittsburgh since 2003. So it's a year of firsts for the Cleveland Browns. Very excited to see them compete against Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Echo that. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to beat Kansas City. No, I'm gonna say so. if you're coming the road out of the goes AFC, KC. That's yeah. a great point. Just like how in the NFC, it's gonna go through Green Bay. So we'll see how uh, you know those teams handle that. But that's all we've got for the NFL you know, actually, side of I things. Actually, I do have one more oh, thing. Oh, go ahead, please. There's a tweet I saw earlier. I wish <laughs> I remembered this guy's name. But one of the linemen that started for Tennessee this weekend. He just signed with the Packers, and he's going to play oh, for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, that was I just ex- Colts. No, it was the Colts. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. The Colts. Right, Colts. Yeah, uh, sorry. Veld Helder, or Ved Helder, so, or something yeah, like that. So, yeah, thank you for bringing that up, because we were talking about that. I know you texted me. You said he was the head coach at uh, GRCC. Yeah. Grand Rapids Catholic Central, GRCC. Okay, so, yeah. he was the coach there, and then I guess got the call from the Colts. Right. And since he was on the practice squad right. and elevated, Jared, then there's some type of alleviation Jared there. Here. Say it again, please. Jared Veld here. There you go. So, now he's going to, like... First guy From to play one contender in two to another playoff games. That's for two different teams. Unreal, dude! And how they found that loophole. Yeah, and like some exec from there it has was to be practice squad. Exactly, yeah. some exec over there has to be aware of that loophole and said, "Hey, maybe we'll give this guy a shot. We could use that little, maybe a little extra." You know what? That just made me think of another thing about linemen. Yeah, let's go, go ahead. Let's go ahead. Apparently, one of the Browns' offensive linemen that had to start or had, or yeah, had to play at guard, Matthew or Michael Dunn. Stefanski's never even met him before. Baker introduced Baker introduced himself before the game. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He, he said he, Well, we've seen that with a couple of other teams, like the kicker. Um, and like uh, who was it for the uh, Titans. the Titans, right? Where the half the team didn't even know who he was. He just showed up, showed up, and then got a game winner. Right. And that's so funny. Like the business man, attitude of like, we're just gonna bring this guy on. We need with, a, we well, need somebody COVID. here. Well, the Browns yeah. happened a lot because Baker has. didn't know those receivers, and they were running stuff in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> That might help. Wow. Guys, we're going to go over routes uh, tomorrow morning before the game. Just uh, just be there, right? Not um, go over routes. We're going to learn, learn the routes. routes. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that we haven't talked about is the Browns getting one practice and one walkthrough. Yeah. And, the last, and then doing that. In the last three weeks. Back-to-back wins. It's a great Woo. point. But we said it last week. All the pressure was off. You know what I mean? Everybody expects Pittsburgh to finally show up and win big here. Playing we, with talked about, money. we talked about it with Jimmers. Um, exactly. Just the fact that they had so much... The pressure was off, but the fact that they had so much motivation, our coach is out. Juju saying yeah. this. Um, we haven't fuel. won here in forever. Fuel. The fuel was fuel. there. And fuel then is fuel. Sammy Watkins comes out and says, 
oh, it's not, or that's like a stretch or something. When they were like, oh, you're gonna have some competition. Yeah, he's like, I wouldn't go that far. Add it, and you gotta know Add that it. Baker goes on the whiteboard and writes it right I down. I love that. I love that. <laughs> like, They're just doing it to themselves. They are. But let's go to the conversation with Demarcus Governor, the cornerback from Central Michigan, now making his way over to Northern Iowa. Our second guest on today's episode is a defensive back out of Plant City, Florida, who played in 11 games for the Chippewas at Central Michigan in 2019, but has since entered the transfer portal and is now heading to Northern Iowa. It's Demarcus Governor. What's going on, brother? Hey, how you guys doing? Fantastic, my man. Really excited to get you on here. What you been up to? Shoot, man. Just been grinding, getting building that camaraderie with the new team, uh, building this shit with new fellas, you know, Work my way into that system, building trust, and ready to do big things. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. You said you were just getting out of practice? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Matter of fact, caught me right in between the break. I got uh, I got treatment, so. <laughs> there you go. Well, good stuff. We were talking to um, Benny, right? Benny Sapp a couple weeks ago, just last week, right? Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how important that is and how he felt like he could really gain the trust of the guys at UNI, obviously him coming from Minnesota, so that was a big jump for him to play where his dad played before the NFL. You know, all this things kind of came together for him. But how has that been for you? Kind of, you know, gaining the trust. It's, it goes both ways: gaining the trust of those guys, and then having them trust in you as you kind of become part of that system. You know, it, trust is a is a major factor because trust is something. It's like air. You have to know it's there because you can't survive without it. But you don't see it. You get what I'm saying? So. When the game's on the line and you're on the field and it's the fourth quarter and it's crunch time, the coaching staff got to trust that they can give you a man coverage call and they got to trust you and believe in you to make that man coverage call that you can guard and lock that guy up. You see, uh, last night, although they're two incredible players, Sean Wade, Sean Wade had to stop playing man. They had to start running two man and get him help. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because Devontae Smith is just a ridiculous He's a great, he's a great player. He's an even more talented player. So you got to have trust. So trust is definitely, is definitely key and it's definitely big. Um, as far as me earning the guys' trust, I just want to show them that I'm, I'm bought in. Like I'm a culture guy. I'm gonna keep my head down. I'm gonna work. Um, probably, I'm, my goal is to always be the hardest worker in the room. That's, that's how I grew up. That's just me personally. I like to work, let talk less, work more. Um. But yeah, trust trust builds relationships, and trust 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 leads to win. That's awesome. Yeah, Demarcus, um, that quote right there. I think you could write that down and maybe trademark that. That was dude. Awesome. Yeah, were you, I mean, I did not tell you these questions beforehand or nothing. Like, were you just that, you were ready for that? That was sweet. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you got- I honestly, I honestly <laughs> thought you got it out of a book or something, and then I read that <laughs> you had a 4.28 GPA coming out of high, high school. school yeah. That like. Now I'm like, no, I'm sold. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. How'd you manage to do that with, you know, football? Obviously, we're all athletes. We all played high school football. Four, two, eight. That, two. That's, that's incredible. Man. Yeah, it was I actually had, uh, yeah, four, two, eight. I, can, I almost forgot about that. You know, uh, <laughs> I just always prided myself. I prided myself on, on handling my business in the classroom because I knew when coaches came, I didn't want them to. I didn't want them to have to question anything about me. I wanted to make myself the best prospect possible. You know what I can do on the field. You know what I can do physically. You see how big I am when you come and meet me. And I don't want you to have to worry about grades. I want you to be able to let's just talk football. Let's talk ball. Everything else is 
Like you, you're you're bringing me a scholarship. They're saying that you believe in me. You're willing to pay for this. You're willing to put me in this opportunity, put me in this spotlight, and I'm not gonna have to worry about anything. So I feel I have to turn that save. I felt like the coaches shouldn't have to worry about. Uh, well, what's this kid's grades like? Or is he? Do we gotta worry about him? Do we? Are we gonna get calls about him at nighttime? You know what I'm saying? So I just uh, like uh, maybe yeah. a, uh, it would open up the more office for me and, and help me help me accomplish my goal. I was going to say, like, you want to keep as many doors open as possible. And I know between the three of us here, and I'm sure you know as well, like, we all know guys who have had the physical attributes to go play at the next level. Shoot, we've played with guys like that plays. You know what I mean? And that was the really, maybe not the only thing, but really the primary thing that was holding them back from going on and having all the opportunities that they've ever wanted is the fact that they didn't take care of their grades. And that usually, you could have, like, a terrible freshman year of high school, and all of a sudden you're like digging yourself out of a hole. So super happy to hear you have that mindset because I think that's 100% the way to go, and then you can just handle all the other things. And like you said, when you talk to coaches, you just talk about ball. Like You don't have to worry about anything else. They don't have to worry about you. We just right. had a team meeting um, for us, Northern Michigan. We just had a team meeting earlier today, and like our coach is getting on guys. Like We had some guys that were would be ineligible. Obviously, we're not playing right now. Um, and like you shouldn't have to do that. Like It just really should, especially right now right. where like, you're not – in football, right, 100% right, of the time, right. at least for us, you can focus on school. There's too much so, going on, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's like, take care of your business. I love that. But I wanted to ask you, what made you come all the way up from Florida to play at Central Michigan? You see, the thing is, uh, <laughs> I got that question a lot, especially once I committed. Because when I committed to Central, I committed early. I committed really? in the summer. Um, and I shut down my visit. Uh, I even got... I mean, when, like, when Wake Forest in Kansas offered me, I didn't even take the visit. I just was locked in with Central. But, wow, um, I didn't know that. A guy, named, a guy named Corey Hall. Yes, sir. A guy named Corey Hall is what got me to Central Michigan. Coach Hall, uh, he had Sean Bunting and Xavier Crawford, who Sean Murphy Bunting mm-hmm. uh, starts for the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Buccaneers. Yep. Xavier Crawford, he was drafted. He was drafted fifth round to the Texans. He, uh, he now he plays with the, uh, the Chicago Bears. And before him, he had uh, Tristan. He had Tristan, uh, I believe his last name, Dotson. He was a corner for the Texans. And then yep. Karen Johnson for the Bills, who caught the pick six against the Steelers. There you go. He, he came under Coach Hall. Like, everything Coach Hall touched was gold. You get what I'm saying? And he did everything the right way. He, he believed in work. He believed in the little things, details matter. He believed in living it. Um, too many guys, everybody wants to go to the NFL. Everybody loves the good stuff that comes with it. But it has to be a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? You have to earn it. You have to want it every moment, even when it sucks, even when it hurts, even when it's not in your best interest, you get what I'm saying? You have to make it in your best interest. Totally. So Coach Hall got me. He got me with that. Um, and then the pipeline, the NFL pipeline with them was huge. And, you know, I, I approach college football like a business coming out. Uh, my father and my mother was in my ear. Um and me and my father, my father is like one of my best friends for real. So he lot for uh he was a coach. Um and my I had a cousin Benny Coney who was like a major recruit coming out of high school. He okay. was number one quarterback in the state of Florida. Offers from Alabama, Clemson, Auburn, all over the place. So we were used to the recruiting process. And we kind of had an idea with it because he was some years older than me. So he had already went through playing and all that good stuff. So, you know, I, I just, I just was, uh, yes, I just well prepared and had some great people in my ear. Um, and I felt like Central would be a great fit for me to come in and make an impact right away. 
which you hinted on that earlier, which I ended up not falling short of that uh, by being able to play in 11 games as a freshman. Yeah, that's awesome. Like you said, you had that goal in mind, and that's like when you have those type of things set out for yourself in the future, it just makes it that much more attainable. Like, obviously, you were able to go out there and, like you said, make an immediate impact, get out there on the field, put yourself in the best position to succeed. Now, you've got three seasons of eligibility left now, heading to UNI, as well as a redshirt year still available to you if you choose to take it. Like you said, you approach college football like a business, and I think a lot of guys think with that same mindset. You have aspirations to play at that next level, right, professional. Now, are you going to potentially make use of that redshirt year? I would assume you think you're a guy, you know, that would come in and just make an immediate impact on that Panthers team. Uh, yes, sir. No, my, my, my intention is, is not to use that red shirt. You know, uh, my biggest thing is it, COVID has been, uh, as disastrous as it has been for some people and some families. And, uh, my heart, my heart goes out to everybody that lost someone to COVID. Um, but COVID has been an amazing blessing for me. Uh, I was able to change and grow so much over this pandemic time, physically, mentally, get stronger. Uh, you know, because 90, I feel like 97% of the battles with college athletes are really mental. A lot of people don't really understand what college athletes go through. Um, because everybody just sees, oh, you're, you're a football player. Like we hear this every day. You're a football player. Everything's paid for. I wish I was a football player. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's little things and everybody lives their own personal lives. So. Yeah. Uh, being mentally strong plays a huge role in being an athlete. But, um, yeah, so I do not, I don't, I don't plan on using my red shirt. And what I was saying about COVID is COVID basically let last year, my, uh, true freshman year be a red shirt because nobody eligibility counts. So I'm going to be able to play in two football seasons this year. I'm going to be able to play in two football seasons in one calendar year. And Man. still have that eligibility. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. No, sir. I I doubt I'll have to use my uh, red shirt. God forbid, unless I get hurt. That's a great but, point, and that's something yeah, nice too I, to I have in your back pocket. Like like you said, in case you get hurt or something happens, which would be that's great for you. We've had, um, like I said, Benny Sapp earlier. Then we had Will McIlvain on, and it's awesome that you guys get that spring season all mapped out for you. And then, like you said, two in a calendar year, like that's that's awesome. But Drew, you had something? Yeah. Um. I just thought. Your mentality, I just want to say, like, I really like the way that you're approaching everything, you know, um, taking it as a business. And I understand that there are some people, especially people that I've known, that they've gone on to school and whether it's playing football or just not, and they're like, oh, like, this was a real, like, culture shock for yeah. me. You know, they weren't approaching it the right way. And right. I just feel like, he, he's yeah. that, Marcus, you've definitely taken that that first step into you got, you know what you want to do, and now it's just, you know, you got to, just play ball, you know? I just yeah. feel- like, everything leading up to this, like, you've got it handled. So now, like, you're putting yourself in the best position to go out and play ball. And like you said, you've already getting practice with the guys and things like that. Um, you know, how excited are you to just get playing? Like, finally, you've got all this stuff ready to go, and now you're just heading forward to that game day. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, you know, Coach Johnson and his defense, Coach Johnson and Coach Farley have been around for years, five years, a few decades, actually. So it's like it's established. Everything's a technique. Everything's precise. You get what I'm saying? And, yeah. uh, like, going back to what I was saying earlier, that's what I committed to when I committed to Coach Hall. I committed to detail. I committed to the little things because I'm a firm believer in how you do anything. It's how you do everything. You get what I'm saying? So you know, totally. if I'm practicing this, if I'm practicing this specific technique, I'm going to use this specific technique. You know what I'm saying? Muscle memory. Muscle memory is key, especially being a DB. So 
man, I'm beyond excited. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. I'm beyond happy to be here. I, um, like I, I chose here just as much as they chose me. You know, there's hundreds of guys in the portal currently. The portal is currently flooded. Yeah, and I hope a lot of them guys find homes. But the odds of them finding homes, you know, it's kind of kind of slim to none with how many people are in the portal. But yes, sir, I, I I chose to come here. Coach Johnson, Coach Farley, Coach Brookings, they chose to offer me, and you know, uh, it's it's a blessing. I'm beyond excited and ready to work for. Real. Good to hear, my man. Good to hear. Let's jump back in the – I want to jump back in the MAC for a second. We had quarterback C.J. Harris on earlier. He's a quarterback from Ohio University. And we were talking to him about the strength mm-hmm. of the MAC conference. We talked about uh, Jarrett Patterson for a little bit, who obviously was putting up, like, video game numbers at Buffalo, the eight-touchdown game yeah, and yeah, all that he, stuff, right? ridiculous. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're out here playing NCAA or something like that. But um, I wanted to ask you, like – how impressed were you by the level of talent that you were playing against in that conference? And then did you have any draft prospects on that CMU team that had a legit shot to go play in the league? Oh, yeah. I got I got plenty of teammates. I got plenty of teammates from my sense of team that's in the league and that are currently in the league and that's currently going. Uh, awesome. My boy, I'm going I'm to answer the complete question. Excuse me. No, you're I'm going to answer the complete question. But go ahead. I want to hear got me excited with that. Yeah. Uh, Laquan Johnson, Laquan Johnson, uh, probably, he, if he can stay healthy, he's, he's crazy explosive. He was a freshman All-American, sophomore season, led in tackles for loss. Uh, like, Laquan's crazy. There you go. Uh, Kobe Lewis is probably, you guys know who Kobe Lewis is if you, you guys talking Mac football. Of course. And then Troy Brown. I mean, Troy Brown has the most upside and one of the freakiest athletes in the world. There's a lot of upside on that Tesla team. Deshaun McNair, like, there's a lot of guys on that team that legit have shot. There's a lot of guys on that team that have legit shots. And that goes for the whole conference of the MAC. There's a lot of guys that have shots, but that it, what separates guys who have shots and guys who make it, it it's, it's things that you can't control. The biggest thing they say for you not to do or for you to do is control what you can control. Yep. And to make it, it's a lot of things that you can't control that have to go right for you. You get what I'm saying? There's a lot of guys who can have that ability and have that potential. But, um, yeah, so the Mac, I, I was a huge advocate of, uh, for the Mac uh, coming coming out of high school. Like, I, I remember specifically telling the coach, uh, I won't say the school, but I remember specifically telling the coach, uh, no, sir, no sir, if I don't uh if I don't go to UCF, I'm I'm going to the Mac. Uh yeah. like I, I just I never I was never was big into chasing stadiums. I wanted to go where I knew I was gonna be on the field right now. I love um, that. But yeah, it's definitely high level competition in the Mac. What I my thing about the Mac is the funding sometimes. You can see schools that separate you can see where funding separates schools. For instance, like Interesting. Bowling Green, you can Bowling Green to Western. You go look at Western facilities, Western Stadium, and the money they put in, and Western does not have losing seasons. Western doesn't miss a beat. You know what I'm saying? Stability yeah. in the MAC is huge because the MAC is the MAC is a conference that always is sending stuff out. Coaches come through the MAC like the Bush Joneses. You know what I'm saying? Coach McWayne's now in the MAC. Like it's always going to be some people in the MAC as far as names. Uh, transfer players, it's always great talent in the MAC. Uh, so, yeah, the MAC's a heck of a conference, man. I love being in the MAC. 
hundred percent. Yeah, we that's... had a we had a coach from uh, Western Michigan on just last week, Casey yeah. Zenner. So that was an awesome conversation, and he echoed exactly what you had to say right there. But go ahead, I want to. Yeah, say that. Demarcus, that's exactly what I was gonna uh, go into. Is Coach McElwain obviously? You know, he's competed for SEC championships. Has I'm pretty sure he won a national right. championship with Nick Saban as an offensive coordinator. Did he? Yeah, yeah and then yeah, was that, offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, and was at um obviously Michigan before uh, Central. What is that? Mm-hmm. How does he, um it feel to have someone who's sent guys to the league and knows what it takes to win a national championship on like as a culture like how did he like install that at Central Michigan how did that feel Oh man you don't want to know how I felt because <laughs> I early enrolled yeah you definitely don't want to know how I felt uh I early enrolled it was it was a, it was like 6 or 7 of us who early enrolled it was uh me uh Daniel Richardson Lou Nichols Cameron Vaughn Logan Guthrie um, and I believe maybe one more. I know it's off the top of my head. Oh, and a guy named Braden Chirgis, who was a gray shirt. But okay. so we all got there, and our first day was Coach Max's first day with the team. You know what I'm saying? So oh, wow. it was winter conditioning. It was January 5th. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Coach Max stripped every logo. He stripped every logo. He stripped every leisure. Because that was when Central had just came off of a 1-11 season. Yep. And he had just got the job for a reason. So he, his job was to come in and change the culture. So we come in. Uh, he strips the logos off everything. We're working out in a plain gray Adidas T-shirt, plain maroon shorts, long white socks, and plain black shoes. Like, literally. No yeah. no Adidas socks, no nothing. Hang socks. Like, he made sure everything was clean. <laughs> <enough, laughs> so he earned everything. <laughs> Yeah, oh. but um, nah, he 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 legit. Coach Coach Mac Coach Mac is a, is a true businessman. Coach Mac came in, he he let us know up front what he demanded from us. There wasn't a negotiation. He asked us what our common goals was. He met with everybody individually, heard everybody out. Um, and once he realized everybody had the same goal, he's gonna hold us accountable, and that's that's what he held us to. So the standard the standard was to be great. Everything was different. Uh, work ethic. We ran with a purpose. Guys left. Some uh, some guys were forced to leave because you know it comes with changing the culture. Yeah. And then you know it, it, we had a great run that same year. We end up going uh, eight and two in the regular season, or eight and three rather in the regular season, going to the MAC championship, going to a bowl game. Yeah. Uh, we fell short in the MAC championship. Fell short in the bowl game, but. It still was a hell of a season, a hell of a thing to be a part of, and this is what we That's committed awesome. to. So it was an even better feeling knowing that we built that. Yeah, that was uh, Miami, Ohio, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. they had a solid squad. That was, that was a good game, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a great game. Um, I did want to talk. We talked, you know, coaching at that SEC experience. Let's talk about the SEC a little bit. National championship, right? Alabama takes home. I mean, the game kind of went how we were expecting, but Ohio State's got guys in the defensive right. line out. Everybody's banged up. We'll talk about it here after we right, finish, right, up, the, finish right. up the conversation a little bit more. But I wanted to know your thoughts on seeing Jalen Waddle come in and play a bit in that game. Broke his ankle like seven weeks ago, and he catches that first ball, and then he's yeah. hobbling off the field. Like, what did you think about him playing? I think whoever's in his ear doesn't truly care about him. Like, as far as a player, a person, okay, I'll tell you myself. I played a whole game on a broken leg. You know what I'm saying? So Jeez. I know how it feels as a competitor. Yeah. But in that situation, man, Jalen Water was guaranteed first round. You get what I'm saying? He's yeah. guaranteed millions. He's one of those guys who are exceptional. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody can be a first round pick. <laughs> Not Me, a lot of the people. The most common guys are right, right. You feel what I'm saying? 
common guys that we think, yeah, he might get drafted, maybe a fifth, sixth, seventh round or undrafted pickup. And those are most of the guys you think are just out of this world. But guys like Jalen Waters, Demonte Smith, guys that are exceptional. I mean, especially when he plays on a team like that where they didn't need it. Because <laughs> you look at like he got the ball, he got the he got the he caught the under route, went 15 yards, yeah. it off, came back in later, and then you know what I'm saying. And they zoomed in on him on the sideline. He was in pain. It's just like, in my opinion, I respect you as a competitor, and I understand where you're at as a competitor. But I feel for Nick Saban and their staff and whoever's in his ear in this corner, no, nah, they shouldn't have. At the end of the day, he's a grown man. He's going to do what he wants to do. But yeah. somebody should have told him, no, nah, it's not worth it. Because God forbid, he would have got tackled the wrong way. And now he exactly. can't even declare he has to come back or spend a whole another year recovering, a whole bunch of stuff. But that's that's apples and oranges. He finished the game healthy. He, he's still going to continue treating. He's still going to go first round. So shots out to him. Them boys got the national championship. They accomplished. So, yeah, they did, my man. That was a great game, but I, I agree with you. I really do. And he saw a ton of professional athletes from, you know, all the different sports, especially most notably football. Oh, LeBron? But LeBron actually did not. I don't think he tweeted about that, did he? No, I think that was just more about no, that. No, I don't think. I didn't see it. No, he, no, there were a bunch of, I know, uh, like Mahomes. If he did was, tweet about it, you would have saw yeah, you would have. You would have seen it because somebody yeah. would have picked it up and posted it. But you saw all these athletes come out and be like, you know, sometimes – you have to protect the athlete from themselves. And I was like, that was kind of interesting. Because like you said, from a competitor standpoint, and from somebody who's been in a similar situation like that, like, hell yeah, you want to go play? Like, are you kidding me? Especially at that at that point in the season, like, everybody at Alabama just wants to go win a national championship. But I thought that was really interesting. Like, you some, at right. some point, you got to protect the athlete from themselves. Um, Demarcus, can't thank you enough right. for coming on, my man. I, that's all I've got for you today. I appreciate you. Appreciate you guys for having me. Of course, my man. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. All right, I'll see you. Good talk with our guy Demarcus. Glad sure. we could uh, we could get him on a little bit of not a little bit a lot of Mac representation on the mm-hmm. pod today. I'm happy about that. Last Mashing. week Hunter's or not last week? You can't say Maction, right? Oh. Very uh, motivated uh, guy. He was, dude. That trust is like air. You don't have it, yeah. I, dude. I thought he was reading off of a piece of paper when he said that. I was amazed. Just, yeah. just at first, say. I like didn't know where it was going, but then I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, first I was like, sense. "I was like, is he? He's been waiting on this one. Yeah. He's been waiting to use this one." But he he wrapped he it all slammed, together. You got a slam dunk right there. He like, did, that dude. Was, that was major a major credits from the fellas here. Jam. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But talking to him about uh, the college football national championship, Ohio State falls to Alabama. Nick Saban gets his seventh national championship, sixth at Alabama. <laughs> Um, you know, if he wasn't the GOAT as far as college football coaching was, he is now. But if he wasn't talking, the GOAT in your eyes, you're an idiot. That's very but. true. But now idiot. he passes uh, it was a Bear Bryant, right? Yeah. Um, as far as the national championships go. So that would be like the last straw. Bear Bryant right? did it in like 25 years. He did it in tw- like yeah. 12. Exactly. Half crazy, the time. A crazy thing that said every guy that Saban's recruited to Alabama has, has won, won a won national, national I just, championship. I was wondering that because there was that big thing with Izzo. To where it was like every guy, every class that stays all four years has gone to at least one Final Four. Yeah, with Alabama, I literally take said that to my, the next level. I said to my dad, I was like, I, "You got to think, someone's they had to have won a national championship yeah. like once." That's unreal. That's unreal. Well, dude. It's easy when you, you know. That's every the two first thing years. they say in the recruiting visit too. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. he's been rightfully in, so. He's won more national championships than lost at Alabama. Yeah. Like Good for him, or man. not for lost, him. but not even like uh, Bennett. Yeah, appeared. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um. But we talked to him about Jalen Waddle and like protecting the athlete from himself. I thought it was very interesting. But I just wanted to you know kind of touch on that because that was 
um, kind of big storyline for them. But Alabama, they win 52-24. Offense looks dominant against an Ohio State team that really put pressure on Trevor Lawrence last week. Now, the Crimson Tide's success excuse me, was largely due to two starting defensive linemen out before the game, and then they lost another during the game, a key injury for them. So that, I think, had a huge role to play because we saw Mac Jones, who actually did get banged up early on in the game. We'll talk about all the injuries here in a second. But the furthest thing from a mobile quarterback is Mac Jones. So if you can get pressure on him, I thought with Trevor Lawrence, he had a chance to get out there and make some plays with his feet, and he's very fast and very athletic. Mac Jones is not. He's a pocket passer. He gets very comfortable, and he was very comfortable throughout this game. He's really accurate. He's I extremely accurate. He was putting the ball where and he that's needed like, to be. Yeah, he has so many great wide receivers, this and that. Dude, when you you have like very little incomplete passes... I don't care, like, when you put the ball in the right spot for your guys to succeed, I don't he care who you're playing too. with. Yeah, I don't care who you're playing with. That's a great quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. He won, what award was it? I escapes me right okay, now. Yeah, but best quarterback in the in the country. So, okay. um, obviously a great quarterback, whatever way you spin it. My dad, my dad was saying something funny last night. He said, he moves like he's old. <laughs> he's like, you know how you know does. how Big Ben and Philip Rivers move around. Like, That's <laughs> okay. how Mac Jones moves. I wouldn't That's go towards really Big Ben. Yeah, yeah Philip Rivers probably. Yeah, dude, Big Ben looks like he could keel over any second. Yeah, but, uh, but I wanted to talk about um, before. Hang on, oh, before you say that, you said the defensive line would made a huge. You're right. Um, they had only scored 52 points with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. It would have been a huge adjustment to make for uh, Alabama. They probably would have thrown the ball even more. And probably would have scored 70. There's I saw a sarcasm. tweet from our guy, uh, Jeff Okuda. Did you? He I said, didn't see this. Second half adjustments will be will be key or something like that for Ohio State. <laughs> Sneed. LeBron totally jumped off the Ohio State bandwagon when he was like, Devontae Smith is a That's a good point. Wow. You did not see you did. Well, didn't he like kind of tweet out at Justin Fields last week, though? It's like this. Yeah, but like okay, the, so he's still kind of a guy for life. But he was like, like man, the, uh, Alabama's amazing. Game respect game. It's like the Simpsons thing where he like disappears into the bush. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Mahomes was uh, tweeting. You knew Mahomes that. is always tweeting, bro. But I want to talk about the injuries. Um, there are more injuries than just those two starting defensive linemen, and they affected both teams. Trey Sermon, who we talked about, leaves after his first carry with a shoulder injury, heads to the local hospital after getting an x-ray right there. Like, bang, we're going to get you and get an x-ray, and he was gone. So feel bad. that's got to suck, Collarbone man. Hurts. And he was the grad transfer from, from Oklahoma, yeah. correct? So Collarbone hurts. I can, I can attest to that. It was a collarbone, not yeah. the shoulder. I think so. Oh, yeah, I don't really know. But I don't some, know. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere right up in that area. Really sucks. <laughs> Punch the mic. Yeah, he started like, his career planting a flag in Ohio, and then he couldn't compete in the national title when he joined. It does suck. I felt bad for him. Devontae Smith was the story of the night going out with that hand injury. He had in stellar performance in that first half, and for him yeah. to not be able to compete in that second half. Did they need him? No. Did the audience want him? Hell yeah. Did you yes. hear what 12 Nick catches? Saban said to him? What'd he say? He goes, you're the only uh, player that I've ever seen go out of a national championship with a finger injury. <laughs> Did he say that? He was like, I'm just messing with you. Like th- th- back, was- of, back of his head, though, he's like, yeah. Bitch. Like, <laughs> come on. Probably because he weighs 174 pounds. What? That was a horrible thing to say. <laughs> oh, we'll, be- we'll bleep it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. But uh, let's talk about, we talked about Waddle already. We touched on that. Plays despite battling a broken ankle that he uh, endured earlier in the season. And then Mac Jones, he got banged up with that leg injury that I mentioned, made him more immobile than his usual self. So it just a ton of injuries. And you kind of see, obviously, this is a national championship, so you're not going to have guys like opting out left and right. But when guys talk about leaving for that bowl game to really preserve themselves, whatever, you can see why that is super important. Like the, every single snap that you take 
could potentially be your last, at least for mm-hmm. the season. Especially for that uh, Alabama safety. I think his last name was Battle. Battle. Going Ooh, out for the target. targeting call. Oh, God. And they kept so putting the cameras on. Last I'm like, Battle I'm like awesome. take the cameras yeah. off this kid. I feel terrible for I know, him. He was, like, let you him could tell he was... He was about to cry. Emotionally I mean, distraught. Was, oh, yeah, he was. I was thinking to he myself, was. I'm like, man, you go, you work all this way to, like, play, and then you get ejected. You get a quarter and a half in, yeah. really. But yeah. then I thought about even more, like, Trey Sermon getting hurt on the first play. Even worse. He didn't even get to play pretty much. It's so. terrible. Yeah, no, when you bring up the whole I, – I, I completely understand the whole, you know, idea of maybe I should sit this one out. Christian McCaffrey yeah. did. Leonard Fournette did. Um, Devin Bush did. Now, who was the? Not to interrupt did, you, but, but who was that tight end from Michigan who decided to play? It was, uh, Jake, Jake Butt, Butt, who got that injury in the ACL. He hasn't been the same Orange since. Bowl. Yeah, it's he's Orange his ACL like three times. Yeah. dude. Yeah, no. I remember after that, I was like, I really get it now. Like, yeah, really. But at the same time, like, that's like, oh, I'm gonna sit out the state championship because I got a Division One offer, and if yeah. I get hurt, like. I won't be able to keep that offer. Like, you know, you still want to go play the game. That's why we're talking to CJ. I'm talking about Donovan Edwards, who's one of the best prospects in the country. Like, I'm very glad that he's going to stick it out and play with West Bloomfield, I didn't Michigan. I do not think they would be allowed to do that. What? Like, let's say you're like, like forego. If you're like, what if you wanted to early enroll? You like school starting this week. Uh, yeah, that's but a, you got to play in the playoffs. That's a great question. I wonder if he is. I would assume he is, right? I don't, I I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's got to be completely exactly just about. changed now because of COVID. That's probably very true. You know, like what Michigan, like the football, as far as what what they can do. I'm saying like any team. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Devontae Smith, before leaving with the injury, playing out of his mind, like we said, 12 catches, 215 yards, three touchdowns for National an average championship of almost 18 yards per catch on the first half. Yeah. Man, that would have been. Not Thir- that. I think it was on 13 targets, too. Was it actually? 13, 14, something yeah. like that. Yeah, right there. 12 like, catches. Yeah, I know he, he had the one where the linebacker came and knocked him for one, and he dropped that one. But That was yeah. the play guy's finger hurt. Was it? I think it was the It might have been. The second yeah, half. when he landed on top of him. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, Master Teague the third though, stepped up big early in the place of Sermon. Two touchdowns of his own, and he tried to keep What's, that Buckeyes offense in the game. I think it was like, it's kind of like, I don't know a good word for this, but like, Master Teague was the starter at the beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. It's not like Because they, they had like, the grad transfer coming in. It's not like, yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't kind of put it like that. They're acting like, oh, Trey Sermon's out. What are we going to do? Yeah. We'll put your starter. Yeah, last year That's when Dobbins point. went out, they were like, at least we got Master Teague. Yeah, He's like, a beast. So like, what? Like, you still got Master how Teague. That, it's funny, after that Big Ten championship game where Sermon puts up those numbers, how the perspective changes on that. Yeah. Especially like, for people outside he, yeah, of the Yeah, he was program. hurt that game. And like, what did he do he, in the season? He was hurt. He didn't play him for I didn't know that. Did, like, Sermon even play, like, all that much? No. Earlier? It's a great they question. They said Trey Sermon had more yards in uh, the Big Ten ch- championship than he did, like, it was, like, the last very close weeks. to the weeks before. Yeah. In that one game. And then they were like, oh, yeah. we got to start. This is out. the guy. Right. Yeah. Um, Which, very talented back, by the yeah. way. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, Not taking anything away from him. Don't knock down Master Teague the third. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude was balling out. Yeah. Against the solid Alabama defense. Before so. you move on. No, you, go ahead. You brought this up earlier. LSU with Joe Burrow or Mac Jones with Alabama? Who are you taking? I have to take Alabama. Like if why? I'm going to be honest. Yeah, why? Well, you're saying, oh, I heard, uh, I've heard some people say, like, oh, Burrow is better than Mac Jones. And, like, LSU's, like, the two receivers they had last year was, like, the best combo ever. And blah, Justin blah, Jefferson. The and defense uh, and all this stuff. Well, if you, like, look, if you're going, like, just by the national championship, Mac Jones had the same, same basically the same stats that mm-hmm. Burrow did. I think Najee. Harris is better than Clyde Edwards. I give you that. I really do. Uh, I think Devontae Smith is better than 
Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, who the is going to be in the draft this year. I don't year, really know anything out. about Alabama's defense, so I can't really like yeah. have an opinion on that. Yeah, but I think I will give LSU the O line probably because they were some hogs last year. They yeah. were some hogs. I, dude. I'm going to give it to LSU because I really feel like they played each other. Like this is the same Alabama team from last year that LSU kept out of the playoff. Because if you think about similar. it, similar, similar, like, yeah. Well, all their guy. I mean, Alabama lost guys. Yeah. So say it's not. The, it's never going to be the exact same the team exact because same. guys guys grow and guys develop and things yeah. over the course of each. But so, and then think people about, say like, "Oh, Ohio State was way worse than Clemson was last year." Like talking about Mac Jones yeah. stats and all that, why they were so good. They beat Trevor Lawrence, but like they're in the like, game. Obviously, yeah. they're a good team. Yeah, yeah so they made I mean, it. They made it this far. Like, so I'm not. You may, you bring up a good point. Obviously, players grow. Devontae uh, yeah, Smith exactly. was not even the close to the guy he was last year. Yeah. Um. So, but I would still give it to LSU just based off of. I really, I just think Joe Burrow, you know, I think Mac Jones is good. I think yeah. if a Very Tampa good. Bay Buccaneers picked him with a late first round pick or a um, Washington football team picked him, really, I think that'd be a great pick. But Joe Burrow, it's Joe Burrow. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. yeah, I'd give it to Joe Burrow. And just for the fact that Joe Burrow played 15 games um, last year, so they had more chance to get upset. They went at Texas, beat Texas on the road. I just think they had more of a complete season. Alabama played thirteen. No, I I know, but those two games, you still got a sh- you know, yeah, yeah, you still got a shot to lose. Yeah, right. that's true. Right. I would say. I mean, you kind of finished there. Let me, let me get, okay. Uh, I would say Alabama's one hundred percent healthy. I'm taking them because you got uh, Dickerson, right? That lineman who was yeah. out. We got Waddle battling the injury. Even right. Mac Jones was uh, banged up, and we had other guys in the Alabama defense who were banged up. I know for sure there's a key linebacker that was out for them. So I would say. Both teams 100% healthy. I'll take Alabama, too, even though that LSU team right. was absolutely stacked. forgot about Jalen Waddle. Yeah. I think Waddle right. and... Uh, we did not we did not get to see his full impact. And uh, Devontae Smith would be better than Jefferson and Chase. Really? I agree. I agree. Mm. That's yeah. They're different games, though, so it's, I think it's kind of hard to compare those right. two now I would say Waddle is kind of... I feel like Devontae, I think Smith, LSU, and, or Devontae Smith and Jefferson right. are kind of the same. I feel yeah. like they play... Yeah, one one a Heisman. So. Yeah. Yeah, well... <laughs> Still, like I forgot. I know what you mean. Totally forgot what I was about yeah, to say. I know. Totally forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say something. Really? Important. Oh, I think everybody <laughs> was go. like, they were just wowed by how many points LSU could score last year. Yeah, they were dropping like point. sixty. Every other week. You know what a point that year. I wanted to make? Yeah. Alabama, when uh, Najee Harris came out late in the game and they put in the next running back, I forget his name off the top of my head. Oh, Heisman or something. But yeah, so this is always funny about Alabama. They don't rebuild; they reload, right? Even Devontae Smith said. Yeah. It. It's like they always said the dynasty was over. Yeah. We don't rebuild, we it's reload. It's always awesome because when you get these guys who come out late in the game and the other guys in that Alabama roster get to come out and play, like here are guys that you don't know who they are right now. In two years, we're going to be talking about this running back, whoever yeah. the hell he is, because yeah. he's an absolute. From, he was a physical runner. I mean, he's making big plays right now. I, I can't wait to see all these guys from, in two more years. Uh, like, Mark Ingram to Derrick Henry to Kenyon Drake to Josh Jacobs to Damian Harris. It's like. Dude, talking about this is RBU or wide receiver you going into They're my both. mind right now, right? Yeah, because it's, it's unreal. If you, if you remember, Devontae Smith was the one who caught that game winning yeah, so pass from yeah, Tua, freshman from Tua, if you think, freshman like, to freshman. Their receiving core that year was Jerry was Judy, last year too, Devontae yeah. Smith, Ruggs, Henry Ruggs, Ruggs Jalen Waddle, Calvin Ridley. Oh, yeah, oh my gosh, they're crazy. Oh, you forgot about. Julio Jones, Amari Cooper. I mean, far earlier, I know for that team, yeah, but yeah. LSU. That's I'm just saying they're on the same team. Yeah, same program, same program at that point. Yeah, 
Unreal. In 2017. Unreal. That's all we've got team. for the... Too uh, bad uh, Tua was carried. College football college. side of things. Let's move on to our uh, our last little segment here, and that is what team or player caught our eyes this week? Anyone want to start us off here? Want me to start us? Go ahead. You got it. My guy was Cam Akers. That is the running back for the L.A. Rams. He got 28 carries in the Rams game against Seattle and took advantage of every single one of them. 131 yards and a touchdown. Huge responsibility for a guy who I continually forget he's still a rookie at this point. And like the way he's playing, he does not, you know, give any indication of that. He's really starting to fill in that void that was left by Todd Gurley, which I forget about. Again, I forget about that all the time. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Todd Gurley but, was, you know, really good that one year. Exactly. So that like, I'm year. just, yeah, right. But I'm saying like, there was definitely something that was left when he left that franchise and he's starting yeah. to fill that void and give them that production that they need at that position. They started with a three back system. They kind of they transitioned did. into that. Wasn't they, he an undrafted have. guy too? No, I had second round. I don't think he was. Yeah. Acres? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. But the run game game for LA is huge because if Jared Goff, excuse me, continues to struggle with that thumb thumb injury, they're going to be feeding Acres next week because that's they're gonna that's what they're gonna have to do. And it could be a um a uh, weather situation too. It's Green Bay. Exactly. And Green Bay's run defense we know has notoriously not been as good as some of the other yeah, fast. David Montgomery team. tore him up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So that's gonna be I think he's gonna have a breakout game. Well he needs to. Um Goff only threw for 155 yards on 19 attempts Saturday. Compared to someone thumb. like Big Ben who threw for 68. So <laughs> on a broken uh, thumb. On a broken thumb. On a broken thumb. Splints in his thumb. Yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Still. I'm saying uh, all the more reason that Cam Akers needs to have a great game. That's why Cam Akers is my like, guy for this hold week. Hold on to the football. Agreed. Like, your thumb is they like said a the big more part. He, they said the more he squeezed it, the more it hurt. So he was like, that makes like, sense. Yeah, like your thumb is the only <laughs> thing holding on to the football from falling out of your hand. Right? It's yeah. tough. Yeah. 150 yards. Anyways. Blaze, who you got? I guess I'll go next because I have Please. the uh, Los Angeles Rams as my team. Hey, here we go. Big uh, big win, first round. Lost Huge to, win. Lost to Seattle a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Come back, beat them pretty easily. I assume the score was pretty close, but I feel like they... Yeah, I mean, especially when you look them. at the Seahawks offense, I would agree with that. Like, the, the Rams... I, don't, I wouldn't say they went as far as, like, they dominated that game, but right. they were in control of right. a lot of the aspects it was never of that like, game. Wasn't really in question. Yeah, agreed. How about that pick on the screen to DK? Like that's Dude. gonna be the oh, best yeah. play from a corner. I think Man, that was tough to watch for from like no, a Seahawks standpoint. I'm, I'm I'm gonna come back to my uh, comment oh go here. ahead go ahead. But yeah, I know what you're talking about that screenplay where yeah. he just jumped it basically right. It was right after DK was getting a little frustrated. He's like, hey, give me the ball, which yeah. obviously they need to do more. Yeah, but. That guy came just jumps it. Yeah, well, everybody in the building apparently knew that DK was going to get the ball, yeah. including the guy that uh, was guarding him. But that'll be interesting. They have to travel number to... Th- if you're looking at who it was, I think it was number 31. The corner? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. what were you yeah. looking at? What yeah, that's, looking what I, that's what I was looking for because I'm pretty sure he was like a D3 guy. Was he really? Oh, really? Yeah. If I'm, like, if I'm thinking of the right school, I'm pretty sure he was from my conference. That'd actually be sweet. Go I don't want. I don't want to like. That's okay. Yeah, lay, go ahead and like, try and find that. Drew, uh, who do you have this yeah, week? Yeah. Um. So obviously, I don't want to be a little biased, but I felt like I kind of had to. Uh, Mike Prefier or Prefier, he was. You that sounds familiar. Who oh, was he was the special teams coach who was the acting head coach for the Browns. Yeah. Okay. Okay. First off, just to step in as a se- special teams yeah. guy. Didn't they say? Oh, I'll let you go first. Cause I'll let you go first. Go ahead. No, I was gonna don't. say, didn't they say that like he had the whole printout, or was it just jokes? Like I had the whole printout from Stefanski on like. Basically, his game plan, he just handed it to No, you uh, Van Pelt was the one calling plays. He was the offense coordinator. Okay, he was okay still there. Good, good. But um, Prefier, they said, I watched his post-game press conference. He grew up in Cleveland. He's been a Cleveland guy. He held back tears. Actually, I wouldn't even say he held back. There were tears coming down his face 
about saying how much it meant to him and his That's family. Awesome. And it's like, dude, you're a special teams coordinator. And Stefanski's like, all right, you're the head coach. They said the only reason they made him the head coach was because as a special teams guy, you're like, all right, Harrison Bryant, tight end, you're going to go here. Miles um, Garrett, defense end, you're going to go here. You are working both sides of the ball. You're seeing both. Whereas Van Pelt's only with the offense and Joe Woods is only with the defense. defense yeah. All right. Well, I was. And they both have their responsibilities. Yeah. More heavy responsibilities. Yeah. And, the I game. mean, he did go 0 for 1 on a challenge, which was kind of a bad challenge. <laughs> yeah, it was. But he got the dub. And I, yeah. I felt like it was a good story. Go ahead, Blaze. Sadly, I was mistaken. Damn. Whatever I read was whatever I read was yeah. wrong. I don't. Hey, I don't know what I was Blaze. reading then. That's a downer, dude. It was so, okay. It's, it wasn't for me. All right. <laughs> Maybe it was the I was um, reading from someone else. Okay. Yeah, Maybe well, it was you the guy it. who got the you pick versus the Cardinals last week. Maybe it was that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, I'm reading know. the roster here. He's only five nine. Oh, this guy Darius Williams. Even I'm fine. They can plays. Except he can run. Anyway, he can run. Peyton just stop quote, <laughs> just stop trying to quote I'll stuff stop. before I yeah let's validate let's it. Let's vet it first. Well, I said I said Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Drew Brees have played twenty one snaps together. <laughs> I was some, yeah. You've been looking up stats all night. Yeah. Samsonite. I was way off. You know what yeah. that's from? What? Dumb and Dumber. Gosh, Wait, what was dude. the quote? I didn't hear you. Never mind. I'm not even gonna say it again. That's fine. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Something so I can recognize. But that's all we've got for this episode of Division One Rejects. Wow. Thank you Already? all for joining us. Yeah, I know. That, I feel like it flew by pretty quickly. Two We're, good conversations. In that two one. great conversations. I, I love that first one with CJ and Demarcus with the. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm never going to forget the trust and error <laughs> comparison. There. I'm going to use that now. I'm, that's going on the Twitter. Hey Hunter, if you're listening, he how about them be. Titans and Derrick Henry, the best running back in football? Yeah, he won't. Forty be yards, exactly. But McCaffrey would have lined up in the that, slot. Uh, I'm just definitely going to use that trust qu- uh, thing in like a paper the air or like a Please pregame do. speech. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Like, we need to trust each other. It's like air. Yeah. You don't see it, but you know it's there. You need it to survive. You need it to survive. You could use that in your wedding vows. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> this is a versatile quote yeah, from this guy. Yeah, I know, right? Anyways, that'll be up on our Twitter. Follow us at D1 underscore rejects, at Instagram, at Division One Rejects. And uh, that's about it for our socials. Thank you so much for listening and making it this far. And i um, really excited to continue Getting some great guests on here. Stay tuned for later this week as we get on Mike Sullivan, a former sports radio personality from 97 won the ticket, and Zach Line, who is the Oxford High School head coach, but more notably played seven seasons in the NFL with the New Orleans Saints and the Minnesota Vikings. Thank you for listening. Division One Rejects. Have a great rest of your week.